Hello there and a very warm welcome to the fourth and final day of York's EBOR meeting. Uh, Barry Orr here standing in for Vanessa. Delighted to be joined as ever by Dan Barber, Daryl Carter and Kevin Blake. They're all having a cracking week and we're going to crack straight on um, with the first race on the final day, Saturday. It's the 150. It's the uh, Skybet and Symphony Group, uh, Strelstall Stakes. Nostrum's your favourite at the moment. Runner up last time in Goodwood when went off a very short price favourite indeed Daryl just couldn't get to hepatitis on that soft ground are you willing to forgive him here at 11 to 10 are you looking for a bit of value elsewhere no I'm going to look for a bit of value elsewhere um, a little bit disappointed for me at Goodwood I know they blamed the ground didn't they there but maybe it was a bit of a bounce factor as well he'd been off for, for a year before his new market run uh, yeah just not for me I'm not even I'm not sure if he's even a miler to be honest I thought he looked like a seven furlong horse to me but yeah I want to take him on I like um I like Jimi Hendrix, and uh, all you got to do is just back Jimi Hendrix every other run since the start of his career because he either wins or doesn't win. He never backs up a victory. Um, and he was four lengths uh, off Master of the Seas last time in a summer mile at Ascot. It's a bit of a strange race because the two just went off like absolute rockets and just just tore the race apart, really. And uh, and Dougie Costello made his effort far, far too early <laughs> on, on Jimi Hendrix. And, uh, but he made up considerable ground around the field and he just couldn't sustain it. I thought he was a little bit better than the bare result there. And I think he's just pretty solid here. Um, this is... Uh, I'm not sure El Drama likes this track. Again, Nostrum, I'm not sure I can trust him. And I think Jimi Hendrix just might be the best horse in the race, to be honest. So, yeah, he'll do for me around... Uh, what price is he there, but... He's currently nine trading at uh, nine to two. Yeah, that'd do for me. That's lovely. Excellent. Okay. Well, there's only the six runners here, so it's only two places to each way punters. Nine to two, Jimi Hendrix. Dan, I saw you. You couldn't help yourself. You're ADHD. You had to go for that guitar as Which... soon as he mentioned Jimi Hendrix. So you <laughs> I heard the Hendrix. I heard the Hendrix. And no, I won't do. Should I? I go on, Dan. Give us a little something. You're um... mad. You're going to do it. Do it quick. <laughs> yeah, let's leave it. Let's leave it. <laughs> but it's gonna play He's got stage fright. Well, it's Jimi Hendrix. Hey. It is. Um, uh, for what Daryl said, I mean, I'm not sure what happened to Dougie, but he decided that blasting to a strong pace was the right idea on the home turn, and the horse got burst as a result. Think back to that Royal Ascot performance when it was that of a group horse for me. It, it was a one-two for Chelsea Thoroughbreds. The second home in his group was eight and a half lengths behind him. It was a, it was a bit like that real world performance for Saeed Ugh. back in the day in that race, and it's a different scenario when you step from these big handicaps. But it's not like he's one of those patiently ridden horses that needs delivering late in a big field. So I'm, I'm very much of the opinion that he's the one to be. And we were able to get El Drama at ten to one for start for the yard the other week and he's not 10 to 1 now after he's shown his hand so yeah Jimi Hendrix was the way to go for me yeah El Drama was interesting uh, Dan rightly says he put him up there uh, last day obviously it was his first star for Carberg this is the second star for the yard now Kevin and um, a 3 to 1 is he something that interests you are you against the favour what way are you framing the race yeah I found it tough now I found myself go, going all wandering around the, the outsiders and uh, I thought Spare Dancer was overpriced um, look Son of Frankel, Gellet Son of Frankel, very slow burner, um, six-year-old now. But his last two performances have been really strong. Like for whatever reason, he's coming forward. Maybe he just needed time. Um, you know, really competitive handicap at York last time, and like he came from a long way back, travelled like a dream, and ultimately won quite well. That was off a mark of one oh two. So like he needs to come forward again, but like he's in raging good form, and like he's 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 
been really good around York. I won't give you the form figures because they're not quite sexy enough, but he's done play, he's done plenty of winning and running well. Um, the few times he's been around York, so um, yeah, spirit answer. I, I thought it was interesting. He'll be a big price because he doesn't have the sexy profile of a few of these, but um, he might well outrun those odds. Okay, so spirit dancer for Kevin, who's currently at 10 to 1 chance. We'll go on to the second race on Saturday. It's a 225. It's the Keep Melrose handicap. No, it's actually only the Melrose to give it its uh, <laughs> official name. We'll drop the Keith there. But next colleague of Dan's, Racing Post journalist, top man Keith. Hello, if you're listening in. Five to field at the moment. Lordship, who's been an absolute revelation, it has to be said, this year. He's gone up what? He's gone up nearly two stone for his wins. Or 20 pounds he's gone up. Uh, for his win so far this season. He's your five to one favorite. Denmark is an interesting one for Aiden O'Brien. He's a 13 to two chance. First time uh, blinkers on him. In there, you have Davido as well at seven to one, the last time out winner. It's a really, really difficult race. It's four places on the Betfair Sportsbook here. Uh, did, did I remind everyone that around about the offer on the Betfair Sportsbook? Did I say that? If you bet five pounds on horse racing multiples, get a free five pay, or get a free bet. Well, that's the offer. Well, this well if you have, you've now done it twice. I've done it twice. Excellent. <laughs> okay, here we go. Kevin, I'll start with you then, Lordship. But Denmark, an interesting proposition of 97. Yeah, look, there's some really fancy ones here. There always is in the Melrose. Really tough race. Um, you want plenty up your sleeve to win it generally. Um, but there's a bit of a quirky one here that I like. Um, a horse that we saw a bit of in Ireland earlier in the year for Johnny Murta. Um, has subsequently been bought by Australian Connections um, now with Harry Hustis en route to Australia um, undoubtedly um, Golden State Warrior um, he's going to be a giant price here like, but he he's really interesting he made a he made just about made a winning debut at Goran earlier in the season and like I thought he shaped really well twice in Stakes Company um, he finished behind Spreewell in the, the Leopardstown Derby trial and just like shaped like, like a real stayer in the making and he did the same thing again behind Gregory in the, the cocked hat stakes at Goodwood. And he gets his trip here. Um, he's stepping significantly up a distance. Um, like uh, he's he's up near the top weights here, but like he did earn it. He, he finished not far behind some very good horses. And look, the step up and trip is key. Um, I think the ground is going to be just fine for him. And look, stamina is the thing. And now with, with a, a big emphasis on stamina, I wouldn't be surprised if he can show improvement. Um, what price is he on the sports book bears? The twenties plus twenty fives. Twenty to one um, chance. Yeah, in four places. Yeah, useful five pound claimer on board. Um, Golden State Warrior. He'll do for me. Named after the basketball team from the That's Golden the State. I, I, if I was clever enough to be a nice segue into Dan Barber here, because we're always slagging him, he'd be landing points <laughs> if Dan was ever on a basketball field or a basketball court. <laughs> there has to be a clever segue there. I just can't find it, Dan. But I'm coming to you next. <laughs> Take yourself <laughs> off you. <laughs> so I was going to say, um, pain in the hoop might be an option. Um, <laughs> um particularly myself on mute, then. Um, the last four winners of this race, like a who's who, and it puts the Melrose into proper perspective. You had Hamish in 19, Coltrane in 20, Valley Forge in 21, and Solcombe in 2022. So you need to be a top-end staying horse to win this. Has Lordship shown his hand enough already to believe that he can really get up to that level? Quite like his stablemate Alhambra Palace, if he can be as effective on quickish ground, because he's gone through his last race, last two races really, really well. But I'm going with the top weight, Davideo. Two from three this season. Um, 
still feels like a bit of a not even really scratching the surface with him. You could excuse his run in between. He ran in that King George, whereas Kev said a few times the leaders went bonkers and he ended up finishing last after paying for it. But he's looked good either side. And the race at Newmarket that he comes from only six ran, but he won it with some comfort. And the second and third have both won since. So he's had a nice form boost. Now he's already 99 to be the next soul come. You've got to be 110 plus, but I don't think it's beyond the realms. Okay, fair enough. Good shout there, Dan Davido, the top weight with Frankie Dottori in the plate for Ralph Beckett. Uh, Daryl, the gold interested me. 12 late winner of a handicap in Goodwood. Now, I know the ground was attritional to say the least, but uh, you know, he could be an improving three year old. He's a 10 to 1 chance. He any chance for you? Uh, nah, not really. Not not back on faster ground now, but he did improve, for, you know, for the, for the, I don't know if it was for the conditions, for the step up and trip, what it was, but he was really left behind at Kempton by this smart Lions pride who runs at, at Windsor on Saturday. Um, yeah, not for me, really. I thought Davido was interesting, Dan, that Al Shakab picked him up before he went to, to Ascot. But this Valmont, this owner, this owner outfit Valmont, is that is Ralph Beck, Ralph, Ralph, whatever you say it, got no, something to do with no. it? No, no, stick to your guns there. Has he got something to do with it? I haven't a clue. He oh, well, although it. I, know, I, know, I know, I know, Alex Elliott buys for them, and uh, a lot of them go to go to Rafe. Yeah, um, but, well, it's just interesting. They kept a, Valmont kept a share in this Davideo when he went to to Al Shakab, so I thought it was interesting. Yeah, uh, Denmark, well, I thought was quite interesting, but um, the blinkers are a, a strange one. O'Brien and blinkers five for fifty eight unique runners, zero for eleven in handicaps. You know the last horse to win for him. In blinkers, who it was? Oh, geez, you're not going all the way back to back or something like that, are you? Circus Maximus in the St. James's Palace. Oh, okay, yeah, so anyway, uh, Lordship for me, Barry. I think he's a progressive horse. I think he had loads in hand when he won at Haydock. It was a strong race. I thought he came from an impossible position almost. He looked like he was going to drop out back at the back of the telly, picked up in fine style. Uh, William Haggis loves to target this race. He loves winners on the Naves, Naves Mile. Uh, so, Lordship. Well, variation on the Naves Mile. I like it. Yeah. yeah, I like that. Yeah, you mix it up a little first there, Carol. <laughs> nice one. So, Lordship, the favour for Daryl, Golden State Warrior for Kevin, and Davido for Danny. Uh, the three o'clock is the City of York Stakes. Kinross is your favourite at six to four. Last year's winner, uh, Sacred, who was second in the QE2, is a four to one chance. Went off 130 favourite in this race last year, actually, Sacred. Uh, Isaac Shelby is seven to one. So, Al Suhail is an eight to one chance. Um, I'll host the horses in here with chances. It has to be said. Jumby Dan, who you put up in the Hungerford last week, they took it out because of the ground. He's now in this. He's a 16 to one chance. Obviously, Christmas Eve had a, a nice winner. Daryl put her up the, uh, the winner, uh, Indian, 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 Indian Sun. Indian, Indian Sun. No, nah, what maybe was you? Indian Dan, Run. Then? Indian Run. Indian, oh, Indian run. run. You put it up, Daryl. Or Dan, Dan didn't you? <laughs> no, it won't. <laughs> No, yeah, you put it up, it. didn't you? No, I no? put up the second. I got, <laughs> I got, the, I got the favorite. We should have just said yes. We should have just claimed it. I'm too honest for that. I can't be, can't be pretending that I didn't. I think I, I should have yeah. Okay, we're going to have to take this part. Dave. Are you sure when he's going to put it up? <laughs> no, Barry nah. put it up, obviously. He's just trying to get us to say it. Barry, well done, mate. Right, let's go. <laughs> Kick on. Um, ah. Yeah, 16's <laughs> not a bit too big. I want to be with a holder pass here. I can't be alone in that. Pogo audience. Covey, who, I mean, Frankie Argo, went too soon on one yesterday. Sorry, Daryl. But he definitely seemed to on Covey at Royal Ascot. And 
Shelby. I saw three scenarios. I think, mm. yeah, Shelby's another. I think Sacred's a possible for definite after that massive run at Royal Ascot. Jumby's very solid at 16s. And Olivia Meralda might be top of my shop. Now, I know they've got a lot to find traditionally of these fillies, three-year-old filly, but she's getting the weight off everything. And she came from so far back, it was untrue at Royal Ascot and did some really good late work. Perfect run style, really if she can replicate it in this race, because you've got so much pace to chase. Sacred would probably be my first choice in terms of the likely ones that can lower the colours of Kinross, who sets a good standard. But I might have a few quid each way on Olivia Moralda. Okay, so the Roger Varian horse for Dan Olivia Moralda at 14 to 1. Um, Daryl? Plenty of horses. We we know all about them in here. There's not many that aren't exposed. It's a tricky race, but six to four looks quite short. Kinross, does it? Yeah, I think it looks quite short. You think it was was he five to one for this race last year? I think this is deeper this this time around. Um, I thought you mentioned exposed there. I thought one that wasn't exposed was uh, Muta Sabek, who's four for five over this trip of seven furlongs. I've always thought that this horse doesn't quite get the mile on a strongly run mile. He just doesn't quite get it unless he's making his own fractions. I thought coming back in trip would, would suit him, but the, the fact that Dan's mentioned the pace there is just slightly concerning me a little bit. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they ride him, but I don't think he's out of contention at all. I was keen on Olivia Moralda as well. I mean, that was a massively eye-catching run at Ascot last time. I was just debating whether or not she would just find this a little bit too tough. Um, so I'll go Muta Sabek back because I think he's. Uh, I think this is his optimum distance. Okay, Ryan Moore for Charlie Hills, uh, eight to one. Don't forget, you can read Ryan Moore's thoughts exclusively on betting on all his runners. Kevin, what way are you looking at this? Is the favorite ahead of the market six to four? Are you taking him on? Um, I, I, you, don't, you don't have to, but I think you probably should because I don't think he's as far clear as that suggests. Um, and look, this race could just be a bit messy in that there does seem to be plenty of pace, they will be coming back and. And those that are held up are probably going to need um, a little bit of luck. Um, Mutasabek, I agree with Daryl, thought it was overpriced. Um, record of the trip with Katarai does shape a bit that way over a mile too. Um, I'm hoping they're not over forward with him. I'm hoping they're happy to follow um, rather than press. Um, that that would be the orders I'd give to Ryan. Um, whether he listens to them now would be another thing, but um, that's the way I'd like to see it pan out for him. And if it does pan out like that, I think he's capable of going very well. Okay, so Muta Sabic for vote Daryl and Kevin, uh, Olivia Moralda each way for Dan Barber was each way her Dan was yeah 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 fair enough okay on to the um e board a feature event on Saturday at three thirty five it's mile six handicap uh obviously it's a massive betting heat lads it's a it's a great race always attracts a very very strong field you'd have to say um Philip uh John Gostin won Philip Cooper nil here. Because uh, he yeah. gets away, and Sweet William runs after her talking so disparagingly about how attritional a race like the Ebor is, making it sound like the Pada Beach. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the way she went on about it, yeah. Mile six. The, hard, the horses would all probably be moved next week, by the way. I'm not so sure. Rab, Rab, and John got their way anyway. 130 favorite Sweet William. Absurd is in there. Willie Mullins trains that Frankie Dettori in the plate is into 11 to two. Real dream. Ryan Moore rides that for his gaffer. Uh, Sir Michael State is seven to one. Live your dreams, nine to one, nine to one. Scampi, whole host of horses in here, lads. Not going to go through all them. Six places to each way punters on the Bet Fair Sportsbook. Daryl, I'm going to come to you first here. What way are you framing this? When you, when you tackle a race like this, what way are you doing it? 
I'm starting from the bottom and working my way to the top. <laughs> so okay. I'm, I'm, I'm really doing, especially with sixth place on offer. First one I came to at the bottom was Yukon Glenn, who I thought was well overpriced at 40 to 1. I thought he could run well and in the frame. He stepped back in the right direction last time. But I've been with Sweet William for the last three three runs and I've followed him through and I think he's I think he's top class. So um, I'm going to stick with him. I'm hoping that uh, Goodwood hasn't taken too much out of him. But uh, he's a very highly, highly progressive horse. He's, he's just the type I look for for a, in a race like this. And uh, yeah, I'd be disappointed if he's if he's not winning. Really, uh, I thought Real Dream was interesting as well for for, for Stout and Moore. That's a progressive horse. But for me, I just think I think Sweet Williams a group horse. Um, so yeah, yeah, he's gone up eighteen pounds for those three wins, Dan. But you know, he he looks a, a, a really, really smart horse, doesn't he? He could take a bit of beating here. Yeah, he could. Um, been a lot of talk about seven screws in his leg or something like that he's had. So he's been a bit of a wild child at home running around and not being the easiest, which is probably at the the heart of what the owner's been saying about this race. And it will be a more competitive environment for him. He's been very progressive. Also would say, and he's, he's snuck in at the bottom. You stop the Goodwood race a furlong out and it looks like adjuvant is giving him a proper race. And I'd say those conditions would have suited Sweet William a fair bit more than adjuvant. Who I don't, I just don't think he's a strong stayer. Strong travelling horse who can be a bit keen. I think an easier mile and six is right up his street. And I thought he was the each way bet in it with the six places. Form with the fav, better off at the way. It's not as progressive and not as able, obviously, but he was close under conditions that were arguably stretched his stamina at Goodwood. And I can't forget, I know Volban's been all the talk going to... Uh, Australia probably win the Melbourne Cup if he shows his form. But the run of the Mullin stable, mate, absurd, mm. was just that. <laughs> Volban dominates it from the front. He came from almost last. He passed about 15 horses. It was a massively eye-catching run. He's had only two runs from Mullins, and one of those was a hurdle win. So one on the flat. He was pitched in at that race against the stable, mate, who is definitely a group horse. As much as Sweet William looks like it, Volban definitely is. He's proven it. And if you take Volban out of that race, Absurd has done remarkably well to come through and win it. So I just think they're they're starting with him now. He's just he's a, almost like a, a an open book, and they can fill that book with whatever text they want. And I think it's going to be some some serious success over the course of the next few weeks. So are you tipping Absurd? Or are you tipping Adjuvant uh, each way? I'm I'm backing both of them. Adjuvant's the each way bet for me with the six places. But if you win only on the exchange, I'll be backing Absurd. Absurd. Okay, fair enough. Thanks, Dan. Uh, Kevin, what about you? Plenty of Irish interest here. Yeah, yeah. Look, sure, Absurd. Look, you, you'd rather not be drawn and start 24 24. Hey, do you remember uh, though, a year ago, Kev? Yeah, Troll Troll Man Troll in 20. Man, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Frankie I don't think he'd be written like I don't think he'd be written like that though. Like I think mm. he I don't know if he'll be able to be as forward as that. So, look, the hope is that he just gets a slap because, like you say, look, he's just he's just a very well handicapped horse. He has to be. Like, he shaped so well in that copper horse handicap. It, it was utterly, as well as Vauban having a stolen hand, like, he was just allowed to utterly control the race, like, from a, from a sectional point of view. And anything that was held up had, had no chance, essentially. So absurd. As well as being poorly positioned, he didn't get the clearest of runs either. So, for him to finish second... Um, was some effort. Look, the handicapper, uh, handicapper gave him three pounds for finishing a seven and a half length second. Gave gave the third two pounds. 
which is pretty tough by um, by British handicapping standards. But look, you can see why um, he's been beaten over hurdles since. But I don't know how many more times we'll see him over hurdles. He, he doesn't look very natural. Maybe a bit tough to say that when he's you know won once from just two starts over them, but he just doesn't look the, the world's most natural. Um, and the flat is where he can really make hay, I suspect. And it might start here. And um, look, draw is going to be tough, but um, Frankie's not riding too bad. Um, and yeah, I think he, he's handicapped to win if he gets a, a kind spin around. Okay, so absurd for Kevin as well. Uh, the last race we're going to talk about at York's Ebor Festival is the 410. It's the Constantine handicap at the mo- moment. Um, Abarama Gold, who's going for. Uh, a treble of wins is a seven to one chance. Orazio is eight to one, same price as Summerhand. Fast finishing Summerhand last day. I think Dan, did you put it up? Yeah, I mentioned the first oh. two. It was when I was saying three quarters of a point on one and a quarter point on the other, and typically it was the quarter point that edged the other. Gale Force Maya and Kings Lynn in there, both at nine to one, ten to one bar. It's five places on the Betfair Sportsbook here. Uh, Daryl, I'm going to start with you on the on the last race of the Ebor meeting that we're going to look at. The six furlong race. Uh, any strong opinions here? Yeah, Al Bashir for me. I'm going to stick with Al Bashir. Stick on this train. He's around twenty to one. Um, just a huge eye catcher in in the Wokeham. And uh, I backed him silly, silly, stupidly the last twice at the Cara, where he was a, a big eye catcher. But Colin Keane had a bit of a rush mm-hmm. of blood to the head, and they went too fast, and he tried to make up ground at the wrong time when he could have just sat, and the, the race would have fell into his lap. And then he ended up on the wrong side of the track and at Goodwood. But both times the ground was very much against him. Um, he wants fast ground. He's got some classy back form here. The handicapper continues to relent. He's down to 95 now. There's a big, big pot in this horse. And uh, drawn straight down the middle in 13. I'm hoping that he's uh, I'm hoping he's going to come good here because, uh, yeah, he's a well-handicapped horse on the balance of his previous form. So 21 is fine for me. Excellent. Okay, the twenty to one chance. I'll be sure for Daryl. Uh, Kevin, what way are you framing this? Are you looking at one of these big outsiders? Um, yeah, look, Orazio, I, I, I thought I'd go with, but um, I, I've just got a small bit windy, and Albashir at the prices was, was catching my eye as well because you, you just know it's going to happen, like it will happen at some point. And he's had his share of bad luck and conditions going against him and everything else, and this is more like it. I'd say six furlongs, York, fast ground. Um, you know, middle draw. I, I think you know it could add up to to a winning combination. He's for you know for all his bad luck, he's continuing to come down the ratings as a result. He's now down to ninety five. You know, he was one hundred and twelve after he he finished second to Chindas uh, as a two year old. So, um, like it's going to happen, and I, I I want to be with him on this day at that price, um, just in case that this is the day. Excellent. Okay, so both these are going for a 20 to 1 poke. Great stuff. Dan, what are you fancying in the last race? Uh, well, Calvin's not here, obviously, but an old pal of his, Eras, if you recall, the strong finishing day under Jim Crowley, where he, he should have beaten Tiber Flow, who's now rated in the high 110s. There's a bit of the equilateral about Eras. First, I think he's first in a handicap in Britain, or certainly one of them. He's been campaigned largely at listed and group level. I think he is a group sprinter and almost certainly will be a blistering pace. I can see the demands of this race really suiting him and allowing that 
that class to shine through because it isn't that long ago that day when he could have could and should have beaten Tiber Flora. So he'd be my first choice. He's fourteen. In, fa- in fairness, Dan, I, I I don't want to talk on his behalf now, but I don't think TC would go with him in this day because you know Jim Crowley coming off Ryan Moore on. I don't think that would suit him at all. Like TC goes to bed wearing Jim Crowley pajamas, like so. I don't think him coming off would would be considered a positive at all. Yeah, and it's third time blinkers as well, so I'm not sure if he's any stats on that for for errors. <laughs> um, the green man would be my the solid option for me. He's just really progressive, holding his form well. He's won under Kaya Fraser as well. But yeah, I like this errors angle, finally running a handicap. Okay, errors for, for Dan Albashir, 21 chance for the two boys. We're just going to switch over to Goodwood and look at two races there. They're the two group races at 205. It's the prestige stakes for the two-year-old Phillies over seven furlongs. So, Wary, I was really impressed with this one, uh, Daryl and Sandown. Um, beat Fallen Angel in the uh, who went on to win the, the Sweet Solara. Uh, nine to four chance. So, Wary, Carla's ways in there, four to one, six pretty crystal, dazzling star, 15 to two. It's eight bar. Um, what are you liking it, Daryl? Yeah, I agree with you. I think Shawari is going to be very, very tough to beat. Uh, very, very fast filly. Um, forms worked out exceptionally well, as you just mentioned. Um, you can give a good mention to a couple of others. This Darnation was quite impressive for Carl Burke. Uh, Thirst, whether that quite amounts to to what Shawari's already achieved in two starts, I don't know. Pretty Crystal, big eye catcher at uh, behind um, Sacred Angel in the Princess Margaret at Ascot. I thought I'd given plenty to do there. Symbology is just giving that form of boost at York by running well behind Real Relief Rally. Uh, but Shawari for me is, is just a highly progressive horse and uh, I think she will suit Goodwood. Okay. Uh, Favourite for Daryl Kevin? Any strong opinions on these two? Oh, I, I, I do like Shawari now for Ali Sangster, who, who's made such a good start to his training career. Um, she looks to be, to be one of the stars. He has a couple of nice two-year-olds in fairness. And uh, like, I don't think uh, I was worried before, prior to the last start where the much softer ground um, would be her thing. And look, she managed to to win in fairness to her form has worked out well. In the meantime, seems to be sharpening up with each run. Um, I thought she'd taken off a lot of whacking now. Um, I do like Pretty Crystal. Um, put her up last time and ask it. She ran well. Um, Sacred Angel ultimately put her in her place. I think she'll come forward again. But um, Shawari is a selection now. I think um, she, she, she'll take whacking, as they say. Okay, yeah, 9-4 to four could prove a big price about her come Saturday. On to the final race we're going to talk about, the final of the seven races that we have on ITV on Saturday. It's the 214 Goodwood. It's the William Hill Celebration Mile. Uh, it's over a mile, no surprise there. Uh, your favourite, Sharon at 11-4, to 3-1 to one Epitidus. Aldari is 130, it's 7-1 to one bar. Interesting that Ray Sharon's held its form well this year in terms of behind Paddington, um, beaten three times by Paddington by distances ranging from three and a half lengths to four and a half lengths. So can't say he hasn't been holding his form. How are you reading this, Kevin? Um, I was siding with Epic Tennis. Um, I think they probably got the got it right last time with the drop and trip. Um, like like had won over ten furlongs earlier in the season. Um, but had been shaping like a drop and trip might be the way to go. They did it. The ground went soft. Didn't matter. Um, beat Nostrum, who who was very heavily fancied. Um, look, I think getting back on even faster ground would be fine. I think they'll have a bit more um, faith in his pace here and won't be maybe quite as forward with him, which I think will suit him again. And um, yeah, look, I think look, this looked a really promising two-year-old last year. Like you remember, he, he was just touched off with Silver Knot and then 
wet and ran in that um in that that funky renewal of the the vert temperaturity and finished second to August Rodan. So like I think there's a lot of ability in there. And Miles's trip and um, fast ground is going to be a one and. Um, I'd say if Kieran describes with, with a little bit more patience, um, he'll be even better. So Epictetus will do for me. Epictetus, Epictetus, whichever one for Kevin, it's a three to one chance. Daryl, you will kind of question the form of Paddington throughout the season. Does that mean you're against the favourite here? Uh, yeah, I am against him. I thought, I thought he's, I think he's solid as you mentioned, but uh, I think that's about it. And I, I don't think solid wins too many races. <clears throat> um, I thought Aldari. He was actually behind Sharon last time at, at Goodwood, but I thought there were signs in Aldari in, in that in that Sussex that he was just gonna just coming back to form. He ra- he looked like he was gonna fall into a hole and he ran on again at the finish. And uh underhand and heels under Jim Crowley, he was still half a length behind Sharon, but like it, it was a good sign that he was stepping back in the right direction. There must have been something miss. He was off a long time, obviously. It's just taken a while to come to hand. And I think now just might be the time to catch him. So um, I think he's the class act in the field, dropping down in grade. So, hey, William Haggis, he loves to have winners in Goodwood as well. He loves to have winners <laughs> everywhere, but especially Goodwood. Outside of York, I think Goodwood's probably his favourite track. No, Yarmouth is now. Now we know it's Yarmouth. Oh, Yarmouth, yeah. Loves a bit of Yarmy. <laughs> Dan, last word on this to you. Aldari as well. Um, it's a train on which I've been stuck on since napping him. When he blew, well, he didn't blow out. He just, it was a mess of a race in his return. Look, the fact that the man who loves winners at York and almost as much loves them at Goodwood is persevering with a five year old gelding and running fairly regularly suggests to me that he still thinks that some of that old ability, maybe most of it, is still there. And he would win this, I don't think, without any shadow of a doubt. On the, the form that he showed two years ago when he was climbing the ranks under similar conditions, calling it good, good to soft in places. So there should be enough juice in the ground for him. Uh, yeah, this is D-Day for him. Excellent. Al Dari for both Daryl and Dan Epitaitis for Kevin. Okay, lads, all remains is Naps. Uh, Dan, I'll start with you. Is it Al Dari? It is, yeah. Excellent. Oh, okay, Once yeah. bitten, twice, not shy. Okay, fair enough. Daryl, what about you? Uh, let's, I was going to go Aldari, but let's be brave and go Albashir. Okay, Albashir. Well, you can go Aldari if you want. It's it's no big thing to us, but 20 to 1 chance. Is that winning place? Winning place. Winning place. Winning place All our naps must start with Al this week, obviously, Kev. Al Murray. Al, Al Go. Al Surd. <laughs> absurd will do for me uh win only because i um when you're drawn out there can go horrendously wrong so hopefully it'll go somewhat right and he'll go and win (laughs) wow napping absurd in the e-board don't forget six places on the e-board the betfair sportsbook and the offer this saturday also is bet five pounds in horse racing multiples get a free bet on horse racing multiples. Just a reminder, Saturday morning, everyone, you can listen to Tony Calvin's uh, Twitter spaces where he'll be doing his 8 a.m. briefing. You bring in all the up-to-date market changes, um, price changes, everything, all the stats around headgear and and draws and pace maps and all that good stuff that Tony loves uh, with Ryan McHugh. So watch out for that on Twitter at 8 a.m. and set your reminder. Uh, All that's remains for me to do is wish everyone happy punting on Saturday bet responsibly Vanessa and the team will be back on Monday with Wade in talk then <laughs>